Hello, I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're A, a Couple, couple of, of Characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. And today we have Dane Fox McGraw joining us. What? I oh, know, yeah, right? You do. Hi. Yeah. yeah. Hello. He's a dungeon master, podcaster, and voice actor from the podcast Bubbling Questions and Dispel Magic. And you might also recognize him from a joint venture that we're both on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're on a podcast together, What's Quinn. That? I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's called Dungeons and Dragon Types. It is. I never heard of that. Yeah. No. Alex, you've, you've totally heard of it. I've listened to this podcast. You talk about it all the time. It's your favorite <laughs> podcast of all time. We all get it, Alex. Jeez. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so uh, I first wanted to start off by asking you, Dane, mm. a, a quick question about your newest podcast, Dispel Magic, and if you could tell us a little bit more about that show. Sure. Yeah, well, uh, Dispel Magic uh, is a joint podcast with me and Benjamin Huffman. Um, Benjamin Huffman has created a somewhat popular uh, class on the DM's Guild called the Pugilist, um, which is a melee fighter uh, without the kind of like Asian stereotypes that the monk has. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Kind of a bare knuckle boxer kind of a class. And uh, um, he had an idea for a podcast where we take um, spells one by one, break them down, what do they do, but also how they would affect a world were they to actually exist in the world. We kind of do it um, somewhat, um, I guess you'd say, not scientifically, what am I thinking of? Where there aren't any other factors. It's just like medieval world plus that spell. The other spells don't necessarily exist. Um, mm -hmm. I can't remember the word I'm trying to use, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, you take it and you just... They're in a vacuum. Yeah, we extrapolate. Yeah. We we talk about, well, if, if this spell is true, then these things might be true as well. And yeah, um, yeah it's, a, it's a short, quippy, fun show that I'm, I'm really happy about. I've enjoyed it a lot. Hey, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It, it can help like a DM think about their world building and like how do you want things to interact in your world which is a lot of fun but you don't have to be a dm to enjoy it right like, it's fun for a player too to be like oh this is maybe some fun thing that i can do with this spell yeah maybe if you listen without your dm knowing and then you break out <laughs> some of this wild stuff on the dm that could be fun too you know and then tell yes. your dm about the show we obviously we, we come up with things that help deep in a world um, asking a lot of uh, if this is true then what else is true questions um, but we also take the spells and kind of uh, spin them on their head things that ostensibly a player could do um, we made a jukebox using magic mouth um, mm -hmm. we came up with a city guard system where birds are the kind of lookouts uh, with Speak With Animals. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of fun things you can do if you if you kind of sit down and think about what other applications these spells can have outside of combat, outside of adventuring, just existing in a world. Yeah. All right. Well, we thought it'd be kind of fun to do like a little mini Dispel Magic, mm -hmm. you know, just to 
give them a little taste, a little tease. <laughs> what we do around here, sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure they're already enticed, but this will be fun. This is just to <laughs> entice them even more. Like, we've got the whipped cream. Now we're going to add a cherry. Oh, my God. I love cherries. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, do you have a spell to break the game? Uh, I don't know if it's going to break the game, but I picked Frost Fingers. Um, partially because Dispel Magic hasn't done an attack spell yet, because this is more of like a, you know, a damaging spell. And also because it's from the, uh, was it like Iceland deal, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden? Yes. Uh, module. And so, like, I figured, yeah, I'd look to it eventually, maybe, but it's not like in the player's handbook. So I figured. You know, yeah, it's it a, little a little more little, niche. I'm, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to tread on the uh, the show's <laughs> toes too much. We're gonna do the wish spell today, and everyone's <laughs> gonna listen to this one instead of dispel magic. And oh my yes. god, yes, no, um, it's gonna be this ten thousand times spell. better. <laughs> Just think about this: if I do wish, I got all the spells. Yeah. Take that, Benjamin. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't think about that, did he? He didn't. Yeah. Um, no, Jesus. but uh, I I do have a running joke with Benjamin about me wanting to do the the spell ice knife mm -hmm. which I mean it's a kind of a one trick pony like it yeah you know you just kind of throw an ice knife huh it's not even <laughs> technically a knife it's just a spike of ice like it's, yep. it, you can't I was talking about like it, you could freeze your vegetables while you're using the knife uh, mm -hmm. uh um but that, it's not even a knife so you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. mm -hmm. but looking at this spell, um, Alex, did you want to read it out or you want uh, me to read it out? Yeah, I want Quinn to read it out. Actually. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So it's a first level evocation spell, casting time one action, and the range is a fifteen foot cone from yourself. Um, who cares about components? It's instantaneous. <laughs> it. <laughs> Freezing cold blast from your fingertips in a 15-foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a constitution saving throw, taking 2d8 cold damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. The cold freezes non-magical liquids in the area that aren't being worn or carried. And then if you upcast it, you can make more damage. Blah, mm, blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think the main part of this spell that kind of intrigued me was that second part, the after, uh, you know, we hurt people with cold, got it, and then, but also we can freeze liquids. So that's just that little nugget in there that I thought we could probably take that and do some things with that. That's a that's a fun one. I It also, right off the bat, makes me think, well, what exactly is damage? Mm-hmm. Because depending on how much damage a thing can take dictates what applications you can use. So if if we say one damage is like skinning your knee, right? Yeah. The, uh, it, this potentially has, what is that, 16 points of damage at its maximum? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what would that be? Is that breaking your arm? Like, could you break somebody's arm by using this spell? Uh, oh, like you freeze them? like a little bit and, and like, you move, like a finger chips off yeah Maybe you chip off a finger this could be a potentially pretty uh dangerous spell to use in other applications besides battle right mm -hmm. um yeah right off the bat uh, i well i already said that um <laughs> off the second bat yeah, off the second the, bat the first batter is on base now we got someone else up i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> swing again i'm gonna swing away 
um, signs. But um, it I, it makes me think of beverages, right? Freezing mm-hmm. your beverages, making some snow cones. If you had us, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you'd have snow cone vendors around. Popsicles. Uh, yeah. Popsicles, of course. You had a similar idea, Alex. Yeah, so my first idea was that I, I figured, you know, we can make ice and then we can just make ice boxes like they used to have mm-hmm. before refrigerators. So not only can you make ice like cubes and snow like treats, you know, like snow cones, you also get the fact that you can like keep meat cold and keep it fresh longer. Preserving kind of food stuff. would really yeah. change things a lot. And yeah. I will actually go back to the components and say it just has verbal and somatic, so it doesn't have like... Right, so all you need is It your, doesn't consume anything. Yeah, your, the ability to talk and wave a hand around. Think, things like magic mouth and teleportation circle uh, consume items right and and so yeah when talking about the practical application or the extrapolated application of these things you have to consider that too like you're not going to have access to a jade mine and a a beekeeper (laughs) all the time yeah to cast magic mouth over and over and over again um you don't know my life (laughs) (laughs) you don't know how many bees i'm friend with (laughs) yeah i'm friend with bees dude um okay i have three apiaries and the shade mine, don't question her. And and the fact that this is also a first level spell means that people are going to get exhausted after a yeah. while. So if you mm-hmm. did have, I'm thinking this is going to make grocery stores a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Instead of open air markets, which is usually the go to in medieval settings mm-hmm. like this, you're going to mm-hmm. you're going to have like a big metal building. Yep. That th- at the back, there's a couple of wizards just casting frost fingers over and over again at the at the big metal wall so it's not damaged but it still cools the whole thing yeah i okay i had a very similar idea the thing is though it says like it wouldn't well it wouldn't keep the metal cold you spray the water spray the wall down with water okay and and then then, immediately okay because it doesn't say that the stuff unfreezes Right, that's the that's the beauty of the spell is that it doesn't have like a duration of like concentration. You have to keep thinking about it for the stuff to like stay ice. It just it freezes and then it's frozen until it melts like ice does. Right. So well, I had another uh, my my next idea was kind of like that what you just described, but I thought, what if we just like get a blanket, you soak that in water, hang it from like the ceiling, and then you blast that so it freezes. And now you've basically made air conditioning. Oh, Because you can really cool down buildings like that. Yeah. Like if you are freezing things at at an instant's notice and then they have to unfreeze at normal speeds, you're really going to be able to cool stuff. Piggybacking off of that, I, I, I have this vision of a frozen blanket vendor who yeah. has yeah. like a cart full of these frozen blankets and at the beginning of every day swaps them out for in people's houses like a milkman or something but it's oh a, yeah yeah yes <laughs> it's the freezy fabric man <laughs> yeah you don't want to be the last one on the list though because then you'll get that like it's a half frozen like, yeah oh, come on man this is uh <laughs> 
This is I'm you're, you're not getting a tip for. after this. Frost fingers. Yeah. Or maybe it's for those freeze babies who who don't want it as cold. Yeah, yeah. You sign up to be the last person on purpose. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that like, was one of my other ideas. It's a great. Got, it's Dane? a great one. Well, it's just I always find it so funny how much bureaucracy is created with all of these ideas. Um, just the amount of paperwork that seems to originate from the ideas that we make. Like, mm-hmm. of course you have to have a list of people who don't want it as cold. And then that, yeah. you know, yeah. makes a whole organizational system. Um, I feel like with this specifically, you'd have to have a lot more learned people. You'd mm-hmm. have to have a lot more people who know how to organize that know how to, uh, categorize and keep track of things and and I, I think in these medieval settings we're generally thinking the education level is pretty low except for mm-hmm. wizards but if you're using frost fingers to create grocery stores and create AC units <laughs> in people's mm-hmm. homes then that necessitates somebody to keep track of all this extra paperwork and therefore I think uh, the general level of education would go up in your setting that, you know, there wouldn't just be peasants, nobles and knights. There would be this. We're essentially creating a middle class. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like a merchant class is like an important thing that exists that like they have some degree of education and it's mostly related to bookkeeping their expertise mm-hmm. like right. it's like a vocational school yeah where you go and learn frost fingers and you learn about how to i'm going to hvac know, school s- schedule yeah exactly <laughs> you learn how to schedule your route and schedule okay this person wants it like a little bit less cool so i'll hit them <laughs> later you know and you know they learn one spell they weren't learn yeah. this one spell they don't want to learn any other spells this is what they need for their business um, but they continue, like, gaining experience so that they can have more slots per day. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. like, oh, continuing uh, yeah, education. You cast at <laughs> level two, and you it just does more damage, but it still freezes stuff just the same. So, yeah. like, it's not doing anything else. <laughs> yeah. It's not really doing anything else. and it, It's it's getting things cold. Mm-hmm. Um I, I feel like voyages on ships could be a lot longer if you had a frost finger person preserving oh, food yeah. on it. Um, oh yeah. If I, I it had an also, idea related to that too, but go ahead, Quinn. It it's like today's world that like people have more access to fruits and vegetables because they don't have to just wait for what's mm-hmm. in season locally. You yeah. can get stuff from around the world year right. round. So and it my, won't be quite as fresh, but like hey. Like there's a general like health increase because people are getting some nutrients. Extra foods. Yeah. Yep. Food's not rotting. Yeah. And so my idea kind of related to like the shipping industry was if you freeze liquids and then you could like they float, you just drag them behind <laughs> your ship on a barrel or something like you know, strap some things to the in barrels and strap them to the side of the ship and they're floating alongside you. Yeah. So you're saving room on uh, ships. Yeah, I, I guess my question to you, Alex, is uh, what's preventing people from doing that with regular barrels now that also float? 
I I will tell you a couple things. It's risky. It's risky. I know this is a high risk, high reward. <laughs> it's going to be ahead, more <laughs> susceptible to like the waves and potential mm-hmm. like weather and storms. Mm-hmm. Your ropes, like ropes, Gotta like have they last. Ropes. Yeah, like they'll <laughs> last, but you know the repeated exposure to the water is going to degrade it. Mm-hmm. And then also, how good are your barrels? Like barrels in the water, like they're going to. Also, That's true. You need pretty airtight barrels for this to work. What? I Not think... just airtight, but the barrel itself. Like, if you don't have it treated properly, it's going to get waterlogged. Just yeah. itself, yeah. the barrel, the wood. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we can all agree that the best idea is to just freeze this liquid in blocks and then freeze it to the side of your ship and so there that you go. got these great big ice cubes stuck to the side of your ship, and that's way better. And and that's a yeah. great idea that has no loopholes whatsoever. It, exactly. Yep. It's like what the Titanic should have done. And then probably. And yeah. they probably should have, instead of ramming headlong into an iceberg, they should have made friends with the iceberg. Exactly. They should have yes. had little iceberg babies, ship iceberg babies, <laughs> and, and it would be beautiful mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Come on. That was my I think okay, I'm going to admit I think that was my weakest idea, but I was I was stre- I was, you know, trying no, to make the stretch wait, a little. You had bit. one other idea that you haven't said yet though. Oh, yeah, boy. that's my this is my my favorite one. Okay. Because okay. It, okay. I think it'll speak to Benjamin if he listens. Okay. Because he Benjamin's always trying to get thieves and assassins involved, right? Dane. It, it's he At least it seems like. He is crime-minded <laughs> oftentimes, but it, it's a great avenue to go down um because it's the it's the exciting part of any fantasy setting right so yeah if you don't have crime and things uh you're you're just dungeoneering and there's no intrigue (laughs) yeah so you get your party rogue to make you a bunch of non-magical poisons just regular poisons Mm -hmm. then a liquid Mm -hmm. and you freeze those in ice trays then with the the wizard will freeze them with frost fingers, and then now I can just drop a little ice cube of poison in someone's drink as I'm walking by with a sleight of hand check. Boom, boom. Like, you know, got him. Uh, so, like, did it, who know, who put this in. green? Who put this green chunk of ice in my drink? Oh well, <laughs> this looks delicious. I'm glug 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 glug. Now I think it, that does for that to be less noticeable. We do have to have a precedent for ice and drinks. That's true. And I think that this spell <laughs> makes that a thing. Right. Iced drinks, y'all. Iced yeah. drinks. Because otherwise it'd be like, but I agree, what is yeah, this If in, there was some random, a random flirting thing in my drink, I probably wouldn't drink it anymore if I didn't know what ice was. <laughs> but, yeah, that was that was just kind of my, like, oh, if you just, like, line up a 15-foot little cone of uh you know, cube ice trays and blast that thing. That's a lot of poison you can get yeah. moving. Oh my god, guys, guys! Hey, y'all! Yeah, what's I, your I just, next one? I just realized something about about ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and fingers and being able to, you know, <laughs> freeze things. Hold on, mm-hmm. it's not that way, Alex. Come on, man. No, <laughs> ice cream. Ice cream is oh, suddenly possible. Oh, how could I forget? Ice cream is suddenly One possible. One of my favorite foods. What the hell? How did? How was that not the first off the bat instead of yeah, the second or third? You know, third it's a bat? non-magical liquid. Milk, <laughs> cream. Yeah. Oh man. 
What a okay. Hey, uh, yeah. Quinn, when you uh, edit this, put the ice cream in front, please. I mean, you you talked about snow cones and popsicles. I assumed you were also including ice cream, so I'm gonna just let, assume that. In my we got mind, it. when yeah. I think of snow cones and pos- popsicles, I think of fruit flavors and yes. and not that's fair. Sweet creamy treats. Yeah. Because <laughs> like why. those things are more ice based. Yeah, they're more ice yeah, based. Yeah. Not uh, dairy based. Oh, all oh, dang. Okay, but, well, hey, we got in there at the end. Pinnacle. So we we <laughs> hit. The, there's no other good ideas with it. Yeah, and if yeah, okay. that's it. If you listener have any ideas, uh, send them to dispel magic instead of couple of characters, <laughs> so that we can talk about it. So we can wow. steal it. Yeah. Do yeah. it. Yeah, do that. <laughs> do that. Yeah, you're good. the next episode of Dispel Magic is going to be a Frost Figures episode. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> this sounds familiar. You took all my good ideas. Uh, so, Dame, we do like to talk about characters on the show sometimes. What? <laughs> I'm shocked. Um, do you have a favorite character that you've played or maybe like an NPC in one of your games you DM'd or something? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've i been DMing now for, like, pretty consistently for two years, but I started DM, DMing maybe five years ago. My favorite NPC is, uh, her name is uh, Genevieve Coquelever, and uh, she is a French elderly tortle woman who's half... <laughs> who's half uh, Perot and half Murder, She Wrote. Um, nice. She is a retired uh, detective. Um, she's, like, very soft-spoken, and she's uh, she likes to tr- uh, make tea for the people that she is working with, and um, she uh, does not uh, show her intellect uh, right off the bat, but... She does uh, point out some obvious facts that perhaps the players have missed. Um, <laughs> and sh- she's just lovely. And uh, my my players just, they, they talk to her for 20 minutes, 30 minutes at a time, usually. Yeah. Um, and I love doing I'm it. I'm picturing her with, like, like a gray wig. Because, like, turtles don't grow hair. But, like, she, like, she bought herself, like, a wig with a bun. <laughs> you know, like, she looks very grandmother-y. Mm-hmm. She's got, like, some reading glasses that have, like, the beaded chain that she's got around her neck. Like, this is this is the vibe I'm getting from yeah, her. Yeah, it, it's it, all of that and and whatever else you you want. But Genevieve <laughs> is um, maybe my my favorite NPC. But the my favorite character that I've ever played... I, I have two, and both of them I, I never got to play more than a session or two. Um, Ugh, that's so sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one was DM'd by Benjamin. Um, uh, it was using the Pathfinder system. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a dual class. Uh, I, I can't remember the name of that style of play, but it's I think it's called Gavalt or something like that. Anyway, um, it was a, a young orphaned boy named uh wink and mm-hmm. great he, name and he he was a barbarian class um who was just like you know rough and tumble street kid tiny wisp mm-hmm. of a thing um and then the second class was a summoner 
in the Pathfinder system um, because he had found the jawbone of a dead god. Oh, and wow. <laughs> and it like granted him summoning powers and so he would ride around on this creature that was uh half cat and half owl that was like big enough for him to ride um nice and uh he had a a giant club with this jawbone pinning back his long crazy hair um <laughs> like a like a headband and uh yeah he died session 1 he was killed. Oh man! Was, Benjamin Benjamin no. Huffman killed him, and I'll never forgive him. And it was so sad. Um, I hope he's now. We'll add to his Twitter profile <laughs> description: um, child killer, yeah, uh, orphan killer, orphan no. killer. Yeah. I don't. Uh, no. Uh, mm. Yeah. Very important. And the other one is a is a plant man that I found or that I that I created for a fate system game. Um, he was a plant that was slowly being crystallized by disease. Um, okay. But the disease was also what gave his plant body sentience. Um, mm. So he was like this uh, space pilgrim named Stanley. And uh, I only got to play two or three sessions with Stanley before, uh, well, the, the, the group dissolved. <laughs> okay. As groups well, sometimes do. Yeah. I guess at least Stanley didn't die yet. No. He, he still, still lives in my heart. His, his end is inevitable, though. <laughs> Wink. Well, he, yeah, he is being crystallized. Yeah. Wink and Stanley both uh, live in my heart and mind and imagination, and they they talk to me sometimes. Excellent. And now <laughs> they will also join in our listeners' hearts. Yeah, there yes. we go. That, that's like, you know, why I want to make the show, spotlight some of these characters that maybe we didn't get to play as long as we wanted. Or, or maybe we haven't ever. played it at all. Yeah. 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 That's great. All right. Time to move on to some character creation. Do you have an idea oh, for boy. a character you're really excited to make? Uh, yeah. You know, I thought it would be interesting to honor our Pokemon podcast. Um, what if we made my Pokemon rancher uh, Quincy Tyson in Dungeons or yeah, in regular Dungeons and Dragons? Um, yes. He's uh, he's a, a character that I really love playing, and uh, I think it'd be interesting thinking about what kind of if he had powers, what what kind of powers would he have besides pulling random cans of beans out of his hat? Mm-hmm. It's the most important power he has, probably. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit more in case they haven't listened to Dungeons and Dragon types <laughs> on the off PG? chance on the on the the slim chance that they haven't? Um, yeah. <laughs> so he's a Pokemon rancher. Yeah, he's a he's a Pokemon rancher. He's a you know he's kind of this kind of guy. He he likes he's a little uh, plain spoken and uh, he can get a little silly sometimes. He's afraid of ghosts. You got to mm-hmm. keep that in mind. He hates ghosts. And um, and his what's his quest? His quest for... is to find and protect all the cutest Pokemon he can. Uh, QT is. Uh, a bleeding heart and just loves uh, helping out the innocent and the maybe less equipped to defend themselves uh, type of Pokemon. So him and his uh, trusty sidekick, Astro the Why Not. Um, yeah. Does no a pirouette. Does a pirouette. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, that last yeah. like little sentence you said kind of gave me paladin vibes. Me too. So, oh yeah. yeah. Like, protect the innocent and cute Pokemon. Yeah. I was I was thinking um, maybe druid for that reason, even though he mm-hmm. doesn't like. That could work too. Yeah, but I like I like paladin. Um, yeah. I mean, that, the other ones, I don't think some of these other ones make sense. Like Artificer, no. no. Barbarian or Bard, I don't think no. really work. Maybe Ranger with the nature-y stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not dexter- dexterous. He's a, right. he's a big lumbering <laughs> dude. Strong man. He'll lasso your Pokemon. That's right. Hey, watch out. Uh, QT coming through. Anyway. Yeah, I think Druid or... Um, Let's do paladin. paladin right? are uh, yeah, the, yeah, those two are good. Okay, so a paladin. Are we doing level three so that he can have a? Yeah, get a yeah, little yeah. Grit. subclass. Something gotta take your oath to Pokemon. <laughs> My Pokemon oath. A Poke oath. I promise to keep all these Pokemon that are cute safe, and any ones that aren't cute, I'll just try to stay away from. And and also afraid of ghosts. <laughs> Yeah, and and the ghost summit. I am. That is God. a very important <laughs> character aspect. It, <laughs> it is. It's very important. It comes up like most episodes. Yeah, more, more <laughs> often than maybe it should. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should dig into that. Like, is there a traumatic event in the past that made QT afraid of ghosts, or is it just a general? Maybe it's a fear of death, and like he's afraid of his own mortality. You know, <laughs> I, those those are deep and impactful. Uh, I just imagined it that he'd spent all of his life on the farm with milk tanks and flaffies, so he'd mm-hmm. never seen, he'd never even seen a ghost type Pokemon before, and it just freaked him out. And that's <laughs> but why. Okay, but then my question is why. Would, is he afraid of ghosts, but not like other scary-looking Pokemon? Right? <laughs> like if you see a, an Onyx or a Gyarados or something, it's like that's a pretty that's a big old snake. I'm, that's pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't want that in my boot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I I in my mind, um, he can rationalize what he's seen previously, okay. but got it. Trans- transparent going through walls oh no <laughs> um it. yeah it's really so i think it's the transparency it's the, it's probably just transparency kind of yeah you need the, to that's the one that's getting them you need to turn the opacity up because and then <laughs> qt will be fine after that but also you also need to stop being incorporeal yeah you can't do that either don't do that or QT will be scared, and nobody wants to scare him. Um, no, except for ghosts. But uh, yeah, I think that is, is there. Isn't there a uh, oath oath of protection for? There's not one that I could find. Mm. Um, the oath of the ancients, I think, of like the published ones would be the closest. Yeah. Uh, what does that entail? So. Basically, it emphasizes good above law and chaos. And basically, you want to be kind and merciful, beat back despair, and protect um, life 
Yeah. Oh, and, that sounds yeah, about that, right. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. So yeah. and in this, are, are we assuming ancients are Pokemon that like a- Pokemon used to exist on this oh, world, I love this, this D&D world, but now they don't. I and love those are the this. Yes. Yes, yes, They're yes. They're the ancient spirits of yeah. guiding you. Yeah. So uh, he's... Spirits, he's the, not ghosts. Imp- he's the... Yeah. It's, there's a difference. Um, <laughs> yep. He's the last true believer in Pokemon in this world. Uh, ev- everyone, um, you know, that silly old religion kind of a thing, but... Yeah. I'm telling y'all, Pokemon were real and they need our help. <laughs> So now his quest is to to find them because he's like, I know that they must still exist somewhere. Or like temples or something to them. Yeah, yeah. He's he's looking for temples. He's looking to to find Pokemon that still exist, and and he he will be their guardian. Yeah, I like it. So did you want to do our um, for the race of? Do you want to do a normal race, or do you want to do our ancestry feature system? I, I kind of want to do a little bit of both. I want him to be okay. a human. But okay, so I'd he's lo- got a human body type. Yeah, human body type. But I'd love to see what craziness we can we can put in his. <laughs> <laughs> Short right, of having you wings, my you know. Random, uh, I'll run my program that picks random ones. Uh, yeah, let uh, let's start there, and then if we need to fine tune, maybe we do that. But yeah, I'd, I I want to see what create. You know, I'm an improviser, so I'll yes and most anything. Sounds great. Oh well, this one did roll a ranger class, so that was close. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so it has reached to the blaze from the fire genasi. I'm not sure what that does. Oh, interesting. Let's see. He's suddenly fire resistant. <laughs> That's probably one of the things that it gives you. The next one. You get produce funny. flame. I love okay, that. So you can just cast produce flame. He's and just then... making campfires left and right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta cook those beans somehow. Gotta cook those beans somehow. And then at third level, you can cast burning hands. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to rationalize this one, but we can certainly try. Maybe this is why he's wearing a big hat, because he does have minotaur horns. <laughs> he's a literal cowboy. He's yes. a real cowboy. No, they, they, they stay. The horns stay. Mr. Producer, I, I must insist. Okay. So that is he's got- so kick-ass. Oh, my God. QT's got horns now, y'all, in real life, too. In the game that we play, I'm going to... Does that give you... It gives you, like, the bonus action charge, I think, thing. But it's literally, he just has mentor horns that are like a D6 <laughs> weapon. Well, you can use. use them as a an unarmed strike. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's Great. just a, that's a fun thing. Okay, and so of, yes. of course, too, open beans. <laughs> yes, yeah. He's got cans oh, of yeah, beans. Oh, the bean on the top there and yeah. move your neck. It's impressive how <laughs> skilled he is. And then the other one's a bottle opener, so he can open... <laughs> You know, can, uh, bottles of Coke, uh, Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one is keen smell from Loxodon. So oh, this yeah. So it's like, 100%. Yeah, you can smell real good. Yeah. He, he, life on the range has made him his smell perception keen. And the last one is Cunning Artisan from Lizardfolk. And that is the one where you can, like, 
basically take something you've killed and turn it into like javelins or a shield or something like that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's uh, that sounds you know, very like a thing that a farm hand could do. This is amazing. Oh, yeah, I use all the tools that God gives me. You gotta <laughs> see the thing about it is you gotta and, use the you know, all the parts of the buffalo, and uh, that's yeah. what I was raised to believe, and that's what I'm gonna pass down to all the the Pokemon that I find later. Yep. All the, and, the cute and ones. And by gods, I meant Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you want the the fire one, or did you want to pick a different Yeah, thing? no. Let's do... Let's keep it all. Keep it all in there. Okay. Keeping it <laughs> yeah. all. I love it. I mean... If, if he's going to have horns, he's going to have fire powers, too. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, Quinn, don't try to take the fire powers away. I wasn't trying to. I was just making sure that that is indeed where the direction he wanted to take his character. It is. It is. And and I love it. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. This roll also for the stats, pretty good. There's two 17s here. What? (laughs) All right. Are we going to use those numbers, or did you want to roll yourself, Dane? um, Oh, yeah. You can do that. What do you? What but do y'all I'll recommend? Give you one free seventeen, Dane. You, <laughs> you get a seventeen for free. Um, no, I mean if you if you got them there, let's use those. All right, so seventeen, seventeen. What else? Oh my God, these are so high. <laughs> Twelve. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Eleven. Uh huh. What? Which is the lowest one? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Another fourteen. Oh wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay, well, strength has got to be 17, right? Yes. Like, you're a strong boy. Yes, 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 yes. Big, big mountain of a man. Um, Do we want charisma for the other one because you're a paladin? Uh, he is pretty he, charismatic. He's pretty charming. Yeah, he's way, a, you know? he, uh, he gets along with folks. Um, ex- unless they're rich, fancy pantses, then he, he doesn't what? have time for them. Yeah. yeah. Well... They're not, you know, they don't understand you. They don't get a, a hard working life with hands that are rough. And they, exactly. They, honest day's work. Yeah, they don't know. They don't, they don't know. know work. Fancy pants. You um, also get to pick your plus two and your plus one once we finish assigning these. So I don't forget about that. I do want to elect to take an eight. Just so he's bad okay, at something. that sounds good. I want to sure, take. What is he bad at? I want him to be bad at wisdom. Okay. I, I want it. He's <laughs> that not is a, hilarious because, like, usually you think that he should be kind of wise. Yeah. But I, it also plays into the fear of ghosts, right? Because I think hundred percent are typically wisdom saves. Yes, I'm not saying it's not great. Yeah. It's That's just it goes against what you would expect. Yeah, hundred okay. uh, percent. You know, he's. He's had a successful life as a rancher, right? He mm-hmm. he's he's built himself. He's in his mid to late thirties. He had a life, but the call yeah. of the ancient Pokemon was too great, and very unwisely, he left his successful ranch to go <laughs> questing for temples. <laughs> and he's afraid of ghosts. No, this guy, QT. I know <laughs> not wise. Not yeah. Not the wisest guy in the world. I was gonna um, ask, or I guess mention here, but I should have thought of this earlier. If you had been a beast master, I know it's kind of the worst class, but then is that you, a real class? No, it's the ranger. Ranger subclass. Oh, Sorry, yeah. 
No. And then you could have maybe yeah. had a little Astro with you. He like could maybe still you have a found yeah. a, in a, one of these ancients that travels with you. And people are like, what is that weird circle thing? <laughs> <laughs> what no, is I, this thing that can't do anything but dance for us? And, and, be, <laughs> and be so cute. Um, no, I think we went the right direction here. You know, I think that he is empowered by his belief in Pokemon and how cute mm-hmm. they are, and it gives him powers. And he has he has powers now uh, because he believes in Pokemon so much. Yeah, um, yeah. And he also got horns because he he's horns. on the show. And <laughs> yeah, not because he believes in Pokemon, but because we wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's he is a real cowboy. All right. Um, so, which of these numbers did you want to drop to get your eight? Let's you drop, drop that 11? eleven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And then you said he's not super dexterous. You want to put your twelve there? I do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then the others are. Yeah, it's a lot of men. Fourteen int and fourteen. Yeah. Con. All right. So that, that seems right. That seems. Is this right. charisma or strength a plus two, or is something else a plus two? Oh right, um, I'm I'm gonna say Constitution. Nice. Okay, good choice. Make him right, and make him beefy. We love a beefy boy here. We love a beefy boy. Cowboy. Beef beans. Beefy cowboy. Beefy bean cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> beefy um, beefy bean boy. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's nothing. It might be the episode title. A beefy, beefy bean, bean boy. Cowboy. <laughs> or a beefy bean cowboy. Oh boy, that's what that might be. <laughs> um, what? Where do you put the plus one? Do you want to make it charisma? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks for thanks for keeping us on track, Quinn. Oh, I I yeah I've got to f- complete my notes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what's what was his background? What do we say his rancher background is? I, I think folk hero is folk probably hero. the easiest go to. You mm-hmm. know, he's known around parts for being a, a great rancher. He has horns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people know him. He helps that's, out. Oh yeah, that's that cowboy with actual horns he's and that can cowboy. do fire magic. Yeah, <laughs> I love that guy. He's so great at opening the cans of beans and cooking the cans of beans. You would not even believe. Now, I have another question. Did he have, like, some vision? Is that why he started this quest? Oh, Like, um, how did he even encounter the idea of Pokemon? Or did he find, like, some book, I don't know, somewhere no, I that think, someone left? I think he found it. I, I think he found, like, a broken tablet on his ranch okay. he was like putting up fences okay and it's uh, got some cute pictures of pokemon oh man the cutest etchings uh yeah. <laughs> relief carvings um yeah he found a fresco he found a whole <laughs> slab <laughs> um he he went to like dig... from a temple wall Mm-hmm. he went oh, to yeah you found like yeah an underground like little pocket of uh, like a room or something that was right underground that you broken doing like whoa what's what's going on down here he's got his uh his post hole digger right and Mm -hmm. he and he like shoves it down and he goes and he's like well that ain't right and uh he (laughs) he does it one more time because he's not that wise (laughs) (laughs) he's got this hollow sound and then he 
like completely Batman's it where he digs down and then he falls into this chamber. Yes. And then he's surrounded by... But it's less traumatic. He's surrounded by uh, spiritual Zubats and he's like, I know what I must do. No, I'm I'm joking. (laughs) But uh, he he does fall into the chamber, I think. And yeah, there's all these... All these if, great Pokemon on the walls. If there was one ghost Pokemon down there, though, that could explain the, f- yeah. the big fear. J- I know Quinn said it was less dramatic, but what if we made it more I love, dramatic? I lo- <laughs> let, no, heighten. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. More. Um, because, I, like, think, I think but, a good one would be like a Mimikyu because they are creepy. Mm-hmm. They are They're the ones creepy. that look like... Like it's like a sheet over something that's invisible, whatever, and it's shaped kind of like a Pikachu, and it's got like a drawn-on Pikachu face, and oh. it is very unsettling. <laughs> that sounds like one that I would be down to down make to clown with. Yeah. yeah, y'all, y'all, isn't there, isn't there a that mask one that the the one that holds a mask and then its evolve form is literally a broken dragon wall from a from a Galaria. Oh, I got to look it up. Here I go. I was like, the only one I can think of is the Yamask, mask, which is like a mask. And then it evolves into Confagrius. Confagrius. And that's the one that looks like a sarcophagus. Okay. Maybe one? I'm... Oh, no. Confagrius is something else. There's a sarcophagus <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah, there is. Is that ghost type? I believe so. But also yeah. think about this, guys. The ancients, right? So we said Pokemon existed, and now they're like maybe they're extinct or they're on some is con- deserted Vagrius. island. Yeah, you're you you are correct. I'm thinking of a different Pokemon, which I will find now. Go hey, ahead, hey, Alex. No, maybe it's the it's a different a Galarian Yamask evolution. So yes, it does look like a wall. Yeah. So that's like a a different version of it that's what i'm thinking that it's yeah. okay it's this wall that kind of comes to life and freaks him out and he's yeah. like i gotta protect these these pokemon from this wall yeah not not realizing that the wall is also a pokemon <laughs> yeah, right exactly <laughs> um but what i was gonna say is like if you think about it let's say pokemon did exist in this world at some point or maybe there are some on some like island somewhere but we don't know that as characters. Mm, there's but a lost that, Poke Isle. Yeah, but also that means all these Pokemon that have died, there's a lot of ghost there's Pokemon a lot. out there. There are a lot. There's like <laughs> mostly they're ghosts at this point. Sorry, ghosts. sorry, QG. <laughs> well, that's his. That's going to be his character arc then, right? Yeah, uh, like accepting yeah. of ghost Pokemon. Yeah. I would love for a DM though, like to all this. You're playing like this super high fantasy D and D game. It's a little silly because you got QT in the party who worships <laughs> ancient Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden, the people find a Pokemon island, and QT's just like, "I knew it! I told you! I told you all, varmints, <laughs> that they were real." Yeah. Uh, you said it was just nonsense. <laughs> you and said smoke and mirrors, but here it is. You you go ahead, you you talk behind my back, you eat my beans, and, and now who's the one who's eating the beans? It's QT. I'm eating all the beans now. <laughs> Mine. I won't share them with you. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. I think, is that is that the whole 
kit and caboodle? That's Did pretty we do much it? it? Yeah. I, we, I think so. If you so. want to do skills, we can. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But I mean, know. everything in animal handling, nothing but animal handling. Yeah. It's all it. animal handling. I mean, handling he does get down. animal handling from his folk hero. Thank God. And survival. Uh-huh. That's all you need. And then. Paladins, maybe persuasion, maybe or maybe not persuasion if he's not good at convincing people these are real. I'm not sure. Well, that, those seem like those seem like the what is the vehicle proficiencies? Maybe. Um, oh yeah, you, you get vehicle, vehicle proficiencies <laughs> from Folk Hero, and oh you God. also get you get a um an artisan's tool skill proficiency. So what can he do? Like carpentry, because he's good at fixing you can fences. Do cooking. So oh yeah, you could beans. do cook cooking utensils. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that, that, uh, I feel car- carpentry is probably the best one for, for QT. Uh, I don't think he can make anything but beans. So being, <laughs> having the cook one. Beans my... and flapjacks. <laughs> well, the thing about the flapjacks is it's, it's just beans. It's just beans. It's, it's a bean beans. pancake. It's a bean Everything pancake. Everything that he makes, he just calls different things, but it's always just a pile of beans that he hands you. This is a fun. Would you like to try my canapé? Um, bean. I made I made you all some mojitos, and then it's just like a <laughs> glass. Some chilled like beans. So yeah, I cast the frost fingers on it, and that was all cold. <laughs> and now it's solid. Um, it reminds me of the the meme where it's just baked beans in places that they aren't supposed to be, like a wall clock, <laughs> yeah. or <laughs> you know, a shoe. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you guys for for uh, helping Wait, me we, flesh out QT. We aren't done yet, though. Oh, no? what? Okay. You get to choose two more skills. <laughs> oh, God. Athletics, okay. insight, intimidation, medicine, persuasion, religion. Um, I think um, athletics is probably mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. be QT's bag. Um, uh, yeah, persuasion. Why not? He's a charismatic boy. All right, love it. Okay, so we did that. I think the, now we're good. Now We've we're got okay. QT the Pokemon Rancher Paladin. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Excellent. He's great. Oh, and oh yeah, we we picked the oath. I was like, wait a minute, did we do the, the subclass? <laughs> Whoa, hold good. on a we're second. Uh, yeah, that was like the first thing. The subclass yeah. is kind of the basis for his whole character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been paying attention for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. You've so, never not paid attention in Quinn, your entire is, life. Quinn, who is this guy that's on the call with us? <laughs> I forgot his name. I think his name is Jimmy. You know, yeah. everybody always says, Benjamin? "Dane Fox McGraw, you're a great podcast guest," <laughs> and I I tend to agree with them. My name is Dane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I think mm-hmm. his name's Dane Quinn. I think yeah. his name's Dane. Okay, good, good. Uh, what are y'all yeah, talking Dane. about over there? You guys talking oh. in the corner? You guys all talking oh, hey, to Dane. each other? We just that. were trying to figure out the best way to wrap it up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always a struggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming onto our show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yes. I have one last question for you. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you and more information about Dispel Magic and Bubbling Questions and any other stuff you're doing? Sure. Um, so my... I got a link tree with all the links to all the things. Uh, you can find that on my Twitter. Um, I'm at Dane in Danger, all one word. Um, I, I'm 
trying to to be better with all of the social medias, but it's it's tough, y'all. It's tough. But uh, if you mm-hmm. Google uh, "bubbling questions" podcast or "dispel magic" podcast, you'll find me there. Um, listen to Dungeons and Dragon types, where I play a character named QT Tyson. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, you mean it's just, Quincy Tyson? Yeah, it's just Q-T Quincy Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> what did I say? My bad. You say QT Tyson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like an ATM His machine. Also um, Tyson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Quincy Tyson. Or a pin number. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I'd say uh, find my link tree on Twitter, um, or uh, yeah, just uh, just Google me. I guess that'd be cool. <laughs> Dean Fox McGraw. Awesome. You also made that fun one shot that we played. Oh, oh my gosh! Functioning. Yeah, I uh, if you if you like kind of spooky uh, fall Halloween themed one shot adventures, I I made a I wrote up a adventure called the Pumpkining. Uh, you can find it on the DMs Guild. And heck, look up uh, Sterling Vermin Adventure Company for all of Benjamin's stuff too, because he's a prolific creator of Dungeons and Dragons content. Nice. Well, yeah, thanks again, Dane. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. You can find more information about our show at a couple of com. Have ideas or feedback or need help creating your next character? Email us at a couple of pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ACOC Podcast. We'd like to thank John Began for composing our theme music. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, five star review will help out our show, and you can also tell a friend about our show. Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon donor. Just search ACOC Podcast. You can also support us, because I didn't forget what I'm supposed to say next, mm-hmm. at bookshop.org slash shop slash ACOC Podcast. And if you buy anything there, it will help out our show and help out a local bookstore of your choice. And if you didn't get enough of Dane and my dulcet tones, you should check out Dungeons & Dragon Types, where I play the Pokemon Trainer Willow, and Dane plays the Pokemon Rancher QT, who we talked a lot about in this episode. Yeehaw! <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at AlexNWinterland. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NotADrQuinn. Thanks for listening. Keep on rolling. Bye! <laughs> Beautiful. Perfect. You're smart. You're 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 both very smart people, and I'm allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all have degrees to prove it, man. Come on, come on. Yeah. Uh, you ready, Alex? Alex. Yep. Alex. Yes. Are you ready? I'm good to go. All right. Me too. Ready? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. One more one. Nailed it. Got him one. Yeah.